This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work with students to help them critically think, problem solve, collaborate, and use their lifelong guidelines and life skills. An important part of our HET model that we use at Clayton Bradley Academy deals with students outside of the classroom as well. We've done a lot of discussions on this podcast about what happens inside of our classrooms. Today, we're going to start to focus on things that happen outside of the classroom in extracurricular activities. We'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Grant Redman. He is our athletic director at Clayton Bradley Academy, has been with us uh, for about seven, eight years now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and so, Grant, just welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Excited to be here. Excited to share. And so just to help the people that are listening understand, you are the, the athletic director, but uh, how did you get to CBA? You actually came into CBA as something different and mm-hmm. then eventually transitioned into sports. So kind of how did you get here? Yeah, so when I was uh, in college at Lee University, um, I knew that I wanted to be in ministry, but I also knew that athletics was probably going to be a part of my life. So I added that coaching minor um, and graduated on time still, miraculously, didn't have to go to school any longer, but uh, got involved with Cleveland High School as part of that coaching minor yeah, nice. uh, with basketball. And then after I graduated, got involved with Lenore City High School, uh, still doing youth ministry stuff at the time. And then, you know, you brought the idea to me like, hey, we're starting high school boys basketball. We need a coach. And I came into Coach Count's office two weeks before my daughter was supposed to be born. <laughs> so I, I like, I know some of the administration here. You know, I, I like what the school is doing. I'd love to, to be a part of it if you would have me. And he said, I don't know why. He said, but we brought you on anyway, even though you're getting ready to have a baby. Right. And, you know, it was, I think, a month before the season started that first initial year. So uh, started coaching when it was just a JV team for high school boys that first year. Uh, really enjoyed getting to do that and, and be involved yeah. with those guys and that initial – however many games we played, it was just like 10 games as part of a JV Saturday league, I think it was. And You know, one thing that people can say about uh, CBA is that we start things. We right. start a lot of things. Right. Um, sometimes it's ideas that, you know, failed in the past for others, and, and, mm. and we think, hey, you know, how could we put a new spin on this and make something work? And then other times we're just starting stuff from scratch. And, and with that basketball league, that thing was a, a start from scratch. And, Absolutely. And, uh, you know, whenever I'd approached you about uh, the coaching job there, you know, um, Brad Rasmussen, the upper school principal, he, him and I were uh, working together trying to do something. You know, we had a gymnasium at that time, and right. and it was like, why don't we throw it out there, see if any of the kids want to play basketball? And, and we had some kids show up, and I still remember that with Brad. Of, of We did this, like, basketball clinic. That's how a lot of our sports start, mm-hmm. you know, as a clinic. Yep. And uh, we had kids in there that, you know, some had – played ball before with like maybe a church league or something but the majority of the kids that even showed up that day I don't know they'd ever even touched a basketball before (laughs) and so it was an experience Brad and I both were like wow we are um we are not qualified uh yeah uh, both of us have played, you know, ball in, in different levels and stuff, but right. not uh, to coach uh, at that level and, and understand that. But Josh Counts had helped us really get together with some other schools that had, you know, some smaller environments as mm-hmm. well, like ours, and, and get this Saturday mm-hmm. uh, league together. And we were playing over, was it Emerald Youth, I think? Is, yeah, is Emerald the Youth hosted. We hosted, I think, once or twice. And, you know, it was just these Saturday 
competitions. You know, it, mm-hmm. it was bringing in random teams and and uh, yep. that agreed to be in this league. That was that was a crazy experience. Um, yeah, because our kids had no clue what they were doing. Right. <laughs> And we've come a long way since then. I mean, I remember those practices. I remember, you know, the the, the games that we had. Uh, we had a little bit of film on some of them, I think, still. And it's just funny to go back and, and watch how far oh we've come since then. And the, the gym was brand new, so everything was nice. Everybody liked coming to our place to play. Um, and it's just a fun fun journey. That was really cool. So you came in then for basketball. I kind of interrupt your intro yeah, there. Fine. So you came into basketball. And then kind of how did you end mm-hmm. up getting to – you know, basketball coach to yeah. athletic director. Yeah, so uh, the following year, I believe, so the first season was 17-18, I think. Um, the following year, school year, 18-19, I was still doing youth ministry full-time. And there was a teaching assistant position open the first year I did eighth grade. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, just, just enjoyed helping them out. Got to really build a relationship with, with those students because I was there it was half days, so a couple hours a day while I was still doing my other other job, and those kids are seniors now. Yeah. So they. I thought so. Oh yeah, they come up with the the funny nickname of Redbird instead of Coach <laughs> Redman, and everybody's like, "What? What? That's your name? What?" They just we built a really cool relationship, and and just days of playing basketball outside and athletics and music, and um, so that grew. In the next year, the athletics had grown so much. Coach counts. Not only did he do PE all day long, but then he helps run his family's gymnastics thing right, after right. the fact at night. <laughs> and so he didn't have any time really to run an athletics department. Um, I remember when you came to me in the parking lot and, and said, hey, we're really looking for somebody to help run this thing. And we, we would like for you to do it if you if you would like to. Yeah. And Coach Counts is all about it, which made me feel even more ready to do it because he had been in that position and I was working with him. And probably bugged him a lot in his office. Every time we had practice or a game, I was always in his office talking to him. Um, so that was an exciting thing for me because I trusted you all's administration. It was still a chance for me to be around students in a different capacity than what I was. But I got to be around athletics at a really nice uh, school that was growing academically and athletically. So yeah. um, it was definitely a, a change of pace from what I was doing in my career to what I was starting to do. A lot of unknown, um, bringing a lot of uh, what I'd seen coaches do and athletic directors do, people I knew, into this new and growing environment. So yeah, um, it, it feels like it was yesterday, but it also feels like it was a long time ago. Um, Absolutely, this is my fourth year doing it now. So you know, and and basketball, although it wasn't the first sport at the high school level, mm-hmm. um, it has become you know kind of a a sport that we've been able to grow with. We like. Like with, for instance, the the Saturday League, you know, mm-hmm. that gave us some contacts with right. um, other schools and mm-hmm. in that capacity because small high schools, you know, sometimes people think of small high schools, they think in that public realm, and you may be even think of like, you know, a school down the road that's a small high school, and that small high school may be five or six hundred kids, um, which in public setting would be a small high school, but when you're looking at a small high school and you're talking about 40 kids or 50 kids... <laughs> That it's hard to find other schools that are in that same size. Yeah, you know, and, and sure. in sports, you try to find si- schools of similar size when you're talking about trying to play competitively against them and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when you're talking about a school of five, six hundred kids, mm-hmm. the pool that they're pulling from a little bit bigger, right? Than if mm-hmm. you're talking about forty or fifty kids or, or mm-hmm. less, even yeah. um, at times. And so you guys, you know, you've worked with that basketball program to to really grow it and get it to a 
a competitive level and in, in a lot of different arenas. And so um, we had the Saturday basketball uh about that same time, I think Josh was working with some other independent schools to try to start to get this uh, high school league. Um, <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the name of it. No, uh, we called it. We, we called it, it TAPSA, which was Tennessee Association of Private School Athletics or something <laughs> along those lines. <laughs> and uh, you know, we had we had some schools that that said, "Hey, yeah, right. You know, we'll be part of that. That sounds great. Right. Uh, which was awesome because we didn't know that we'd have any takers. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're trying to start a a uh, some kind of league like that, you know, people typically are in leagues. Right. You know, you don't find schools that are just hanging out out here being, you know, independent and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So it was hard to find schools. And some that are independent like the to be kind of out there and not be in a, in a league. Right. And so, right. you know, trying to talk some people into that, we, we played in that league. Um, in all in all of our high school sports, I think mm-hmm. we played in that. Yeah. Uh, well, volleyball, the ones that volleyball and basketball really were the main. Ones. Okay. Yeah. Um, we had tennis here as well pretty early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I, when I came over as a teacher, it was I was a tennis coach, and so when I came over and it was like, hey, I think we can you know we can start tennis with a handful of people if they want to play, mm-hmm. and we were able to actually get several kids involved, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, coach Z, I've said this over and over, Coach Z is a way better coach than I ever was in tennis. Um, and is doing great things with the program right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Um, in tennis. But we were able to play volleyball and basketball in that in that TAPSA mm-hmm. uh, league mm-hmm. and, and went through a couple years of that, I guess. And then we kind of saw the writing on the wall for that. Um, uh, yeah. This is probably not going to work. No. Um, and so that's some of the high school stuff. Right. But at the same time that you were building this high school stuff as athletic director, right. you were also tasked to – go down and and go middle school and elementary even Mm -hmm. and so what was some of that journey kind of what was already here when you started working into that realm and and what have you been able to do in that so what we've tried to focus on is just now starting to show at the middle school level and it's starting to gain traction at the high school level are those elementary and middle school programs so elementary all that we had was cross country and cross country, I think, was one of the initial sports that's always been around too. With with Coach Boschweiler, she's been fantastic, and Coach Counts, I think, helped start that one as well. Um, but we wanted to add elementary things that would help feed the middle school, and not just sports that were just one offs. You know, you, you want to try to help feed that middle school program, and the middle school feed the high school, just a natural yeah. progression. Um, so we started elementary basketball. We started elementary cheer. Uh, we started elementary volleyball, which has been a huge hit. Um, our elementary leagues that we call Bobcat Leagues um, have always had huge numbers at every single one. We never have to worry, will we have enough? It's yeah. how can we split these teams up <laughs> to actually be able to play and get good growth in? Can we make the seasons longer? So it's become popular. Um, elementary soccer and then elementary golf, which is really the, the older grades of, of third through fifth. Okay. Um, so. We've added those, and those have been huge. Um, and then middle school and the Knoxville Independent School League for our sports of volleyball, uh, basketball, soccer have been big for us. And we've, we're seeing now that we have the depth and being able to compete. Um, you know, the middle school volleyball team now almost two years ago, you know, varsity went undefeated and, and won the, their district tournament championship, which is amazing. Yeah. And now you've seen that that's starting to feed our high school program, which – had the winningest season any programs ever had last year. Nice. So that's what we want is being able to grow these kids and build relationships and skills from some of the sports all the way down to kindergarten, all the way up through 12th grade. Um, and we talk with the coaches a lot about we're on one campus, so there's no reason that you shouldn't know 
those younger kids. You shouldn't know those coaches that are coaching those younger teams. And um, it's just really exciting to see even things like tennis in the spring um, and in the fall now with middle school and in high school, getting to know each other and having similar coaches. And um, that's been, I think, one of the keys is just the consistency of coaches being here a while. Because there's a lot of coach turnover, just like teachers. Right, there's teacher right. turnover in schools. It, it happens. It's, it's unavoidable. I tell my wife that my goal every year is to not have to find a new coach. Right. It hasn't <laughs> happened yet. <laughs> Four years I've been here, and there's always been a new coach. But things happen. But the coaches that have been consistent, their programs continue to grow. Right. Um, and it, it's been a huge and a really fun thing to watch go from – I think something like uh, 11 or 12 sports teams, specifically if you include girls team, boys team, varsity JV, now up to 30 teams that we've got, elementary, middle, high school, girls, boys, and varsity and JV, um, you know, 26 different coaches. I remember the first time I, I turned in a coach's roster my first year, the business office said, are, are you sure that's the right amount of coaches that we have? Because <laughs> it had grown and, right. um, you know, talk about with our admissions director, you know, Brittany Ryden, uh, just about the numbers every year of kids that participate in sports. And uh, it's two thirds of the school now participates in, wow. in athletics, uh, 65, 67%, I think, or yeah. something like that. Well, and I think it's important here to stop just yeah, for a second sure. and, and talk about that because, you know, you just mentioned that's a big number. Yeah. Um, for an independent school that that is not an, a sports school, right? You know, um, and I've heard you talk about this before. How how do we look at athletics, and and you as athletic director, how do you lead with that? Of of where does athletics rank, um, and and what we're doing as a school at CBA? Sure. And so you'll hear uh, Miss Bradley, uh, Mr. R, you know, upper school principal, talk about that we want to educate the whole child. Yep. And part of that involves the athletic side of the movement and not just movement, but also brain exercises, what, what athletics can do for a, a young kid. Um, and so the thing that I tell people is we're not going to be the door and Miss Bradley will tell you that as well, but we want to be a window that people see, they can look in the window of athletics and see what our school does, who our school is. And that's one of the things we're excited about with the league. We're going to be joining moving forward is more eyes, get to see our school, more people get to be on our campus to see, you know, we've heard about the school or maybe they haven't heard right. about the school. We right. get that a lot at the, at the older level now that, that they're starting to see us more and more um, just to find out, you know, what we are and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's nice to have some of the, those conversations have changed of, mm. you know, being at those sporting events and them going, now, who are you? Where did, where are you from? Right. Um, to, yeah, I was over at your school, man. Your campus is re really awesome. Or, man, yeah. that you know your gym looks really nice. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's definitely a recognition point. And I, and I think that's important because sometimes it, you, know, you may hear a lot about a particular thing and, and think, oh, well, the school is about X. Yeah. And, you know, we're about really that whole experience. I mean, you know, our, our mission of critical thinking, problem-solving, collaboration, and lifelong, uh, lifelong guidelines and life skills mm -hmm is who we are yeah and we look for what fits into that and athletics i think fits into that when you say all of those words that is athletics you know whenever i wanted a a child on on the tennis court you know when i was coaching mm -hmm. if i had a kid that could think critically and problem solve you know that knew how to collaborate with his team uh you know as far as in doubles or, or whatever that knew how to use the 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 skills to understand the game to understand how to act how to to be a an athlete and a student mm -hmm. 
you know, if I had that, man, that kid had a, a good potential out on the on the court. Um, and that's something that we, we push. That's I don't think sometimes people think about that, of lifelong guidelines and life skills mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. in the sports arena. Mm-hmm. But it's something that, that we talk about a lot, of, of how are our coaches also pushing this. Right. And that's a fun thing that we talk to the coaches about. And, I, and I've told them every time that we hire somebody new or we have a coach's training that we do at the beginning of the school year or throughout the school year, it's... These are easy things to incorporate into your vocab. I mean, responsibility, you know, active listening. I mean, I use that with my middle school girls basketball team quite a bit. <laughs> I need you to turn this way. We don't need to look at the other side of the gym at those silly middle school boys. I need you to have your eyes on me. I need you to really listen to what I'm saying. Uh, but it's just it's, it's fuel to how you can coach because they're used to hear, especially at the, the, the elementary and middle school level, they get different rewards for different things they're involved with. Uh, for those life skills and lifelong guidelines and just use that in how we coach and how we teach and what's fun you know you talk about you know uh, being involved in different areas of the school and the whole child I love seeing coaches playing the piano for the choir you know or for musical ensembles or leading a chess club or you know being involved in a, a fishing club or they're just a teacher on campus or they come to events to support their students absolutely um we share those students i mean i sit down with they call them the three a's right you know academics arts and athletics we sit down as those leaders of the school coming up actually in the spring to say all right next year how can we share these students because we know we have we're small school like what you talked about we're going to share them with a musical we're going to share them with the strings with the choir with Lego robotics you know so they're well-rounded kids there's very few kids that play one sport (laughs) i don't think there are any they play one sport and don't do anything else. Right. Uh, you can go down the whole list of 200 and however many students it is. They're involved in multiple things. Yeah. And that's that's a beautiful thing to see. And that's one of those that when you listen to coaches uh, at the college level and even at the professional level talk about, you know, players and, and, and how a player is being developed and grown, mm. you know, they love those two and three sport athletes. Absolutely. You know, they love those athletes that have other hobbies and other interests mm-hmm. that, you know, have stretched beyond just playing that one sport. I mean, you're always going to have those kids that can just go out and, you know, by their natural God-given talents, sure. you know, be amazing on the court or sure. the field or whatever. But, you know, a lot of times you lo- you you hear coaches talk about they love that, mm-hmm. that two-athlete sport, that three-athlete sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and – that's that's something that here, you know, when you're talking about the arts, you know, I, I love going to a strings performance and I'm looking up there and, and it's like I'm seeing these same kids that are playing a string <laughs> instrument mm-hmm. that we watch play a basketball game mm-hmm. and cheer, you know, that, that are also on the cast in the musical that are sitting in chess club or robotics, you know, and it's like, man, you know, they really do a lot of things. And, and I know with my own kids, it seems like we're always either coming or going from the school. Uh, but it's great to have a, an athletic program that pushes that. Mm-hmm. And I know that's also something in your own life. You know, you're one that I've seen you play the drums and, and uh, random instruments, I feel like, for <laughs> strings performances. Um, I've seen you, you know, volunteer, participate. The kids are able to look up into our coaches, into our yeah. athletic director, and see somebody that is connecting to the whole school. They're not seeing somebody that it's like a, you don't go talk to Grant unless you're going to talk about sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and that's really cool to see that. And I know you've worked with kids on drums. You've worked with mm-hmm. um, all kinds of different elements of the school. Yeah, and and for people that are listening, may not realize you you do a pretty good job singing too. Uh, <laughs> Don't give away my secrets. That's Google. right. 
And, uh, yeah, so you've got a lot of talents, and, and that's important, I think, for our kids to see that you don't have to lock in right. as – you know, this is who I am. Because that happens a lot of times, especially in high school. By the time kids get to high school, they kind of lock into a, a, a lane of like, this is who I am and this mm-hmm. is all I can be. Mm-hmm. And then what I've seen happen is the problem comes up of what happens whenever that course that they think they're on mm-hmm. no longer is the course that they're really on, you know. And mm-hmm. and I love hearing our athletes talk about that they want to go and play, you know, whatever sport at another level. Sure. That you you know that that percentage of kids that actually go from high school to college athletics mm-hmm. is is small. Oh, it's less than five percent. And I love when people graduate from CBA. Their resume compared to other students has to be not even close. Like I was involved in strings and I made it to the state level, or I was yeah. involved in choir and made it to the state. But I also played tennis and I also did this. And it's like. What? Like, how are you that involved? And that that well-rounded, educated child that we talked about, it's it's, it's truly impressive to me. And then looking at some of the clubs that are available, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kids are also still involved in, you know. Yeah. I mean, we've got a – you'd mention it of chess. We've got a group that, mm-hmm. that goes and fishes sometimes. We've got <laughs> – you know, we've had all kinds of just different clubs and, and, and activities. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, for those that are listening, you know, COVID kind of stopped some of those. We're trying to bring a lot of those back mm-hmm. now that, that – uh, you know, we're kind of getting back to being able to do those things. And so uh, it was good to to have that reset, but we're seeing, like, what can we get kids involved in? What can we get kids to do? Mm-hmm. This has been the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem-solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This was a part one of a two-part episode with Grant Redman, our athletic director at Clayton Bradley Academy. If you'd like to find out more about Clayton Bradley, our sports programs, or any of the other things that you've heard on the podcast, you can visit us on our website, www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. You can also find us on social media sites at CBA STEM or at Clayton Bradley Academy. We hope that you have a wonderful day.